Welcome back to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Josh. And on this week's episode, we bring you Season 3, Episode 12, War of the Coprophages. I gotta be honest with you, man. I'm pro-bug on this one. Yeah? I think I am. In fact, I am. Pro-bug bug or pro-robot bug? Pro-bug bug, man. Blood and guts bug. There's no robot bug, right? Well, I mean, we'll talk about it. Yeah. But um, we should probably, before I even open with any kind of dumb rant, we should probably talk about why people are looking at their feeds going, huh? What's this? Why are they here? Um, should we read the doctoral dissertation? <laughs> I, think, I think it's a good time to do that. Okay. Why go, not? Go for it. Why not? So this is the result of um, our season one quiz, which uh, hopefully by the time this publishes, those of you that are were uh, Constellation Prizes should get your little uh, stickers in the mail. They just went out yesterday. Um, but uh, the number one spot went to uh, good old Ruthless Ruth, and uh, she chose the bounty, and she chose this episode. So that was, the, uh, that was one of the top three prizes, and I think that was the one I think most people were going to gun for mm-hmm. with that number one spot. And um, show's a great one. And uh, I figure we might as well read what she has to say about this, why she picked it. What do you think? Uh, go for it. Okay. I'll do my best. Um, what I assume she sounds like. <laughs> Thank you so much for my prize and for making such a fun quiz. Really excited to hear you cover my pick. I'm, I'm just kidding. She probably doesn't sound like that. It's probably more like a... She sounds more uh, like a scouser, I think. I'm not sure if this episode is a surprising choice, but I have always absolutely loved it. I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> I did like consider that. a few few others, but if memory serves me correctly, I believe this may have been the first episode of X-Files me, me and Mr. Benjamin Prue ever discussed before this X-Files Facebook group even existed. So big old hard eyes emoji to that sentimental throwback. Honestly, I just love everything about it from the ridiculous killer bug premise to the gloriously plaid and robed 90s beauty that is Bambi. Mulder's infatuated reaction to her, and more than anything, the hilarious relationship dynamic between Mulder and Scully that it lays out. Despite the obvious comedy of the episode and the great one-liners, the cockroach stuff is actually done really well and is particularly gross when you see them burrowing into an arm, scurrying around a toilet, or coming out of the walls in the house later. I have quite the fear of roaches since a bad experience involving them, my underwear, and a beach bungalow in Kau Samui in 2002, so this hits a nerve for me. Also really enjoyed this insight into Scully's downtime. Apparently, she mainly cleans dogs and guns on her days off. Of course she does. Perfect. Scully's reaction to Bambi reminded me a little of her reaction to Phoebe and Fire. Not straight-up jealousy. That would be boring. More eye-rolling frustration at Mulder's obvious and immediate schoolboy infatuation. It's done way more for comedy effect in this ep, which is great. And let's face it, Bambi is a stone-cold fox, while Phoebe was just stone-cold with shades of Princess Anne. I've always, I've always really enjoyed this kind of insight into their relationship. Equally, I don't know how Scully doesn't totally lose her shit with him after that. Not now. Put down on the phone. He's literally the partner from hell sometime. I'll shut up now, but I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Must get back to my normal routine. Eat, sleep, sleep, defecate, procreate. Nice. There you are. There you are, sir. That's good stuff. Wow. Yep. That's it. If you if you win uh, the Season 2 X-Files quiz, not only get to pick an episode, but we will read a 1,000-word uh, essay of your choice on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking around. That was great stuff. Um, this girl, Bambi, mm. Bobby Phillips, she was in a Red Shoe Diaries episode, and her name is Luscious Lola. 
Isn't Richard Dyer's a, yeah, a movie? A, no, it's a, it was a little uh, TV series uh, narrated by none other than David Duke Coveney as Jake Winters. It's what everybody uh, flicked their bean to back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so if you got some time, look it up. Have some fun. I like it. So um, do we, uh, let's talk about our initial impressions. I think mean, it's not as important as Ruth's because we didn't uh, choose it. Right. But what and do you, what do we're you, more uh, important did you... than her because we're the hosts. Of course. She's you know just who I am? a simple British broad, we... a British bird with a, a we... little fine tongue the way she talks. We think we're so fucking important that we signed letters and signed a poster we ruined an X-Files poster as a prize. I'll be perfectly with honest with you. When I was signing it, I was just felt suspicious. That's some <laughs> egomaniacal fucking bullshit right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's weird wow. when somebody's like, oh, if I send a thing, will you sign it? I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's too not weird. Not for free. It's weird, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's not worth anything, but it's fun. So did, was this one, uh, was this a blender up for you or a pure? No, I, I remember this episode pretty clearly. All right. Um, Fondly? Yeah, man. Initial impressions. I think this episode is very good and I think it's downright genius at times. <laughs> and, and that's yep. really bold because it's going to be tough for me to back up these claims. But this is some of, I have a lot of swirling opinions on this at the outset. Now, true confessions, I am not as prepared for this episode as I like to be. I am a preparer for such things. Um, I was only able to watch it once. I really wanted to watch it twice and take more extensive notes. Fortunately, I have the script in front of me, so I can actually, like a lot of the dialogue I wanted to capture that I didn't write all down, I have. So that's good. But there's just a lot going on here, man. I think, um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of brilliance going on here. And uh, there is, I, I don't know, man. I really dig, uh, I, I just really dig Darren Morgan. Dude, you nailed it with that guy. I was just that looking man, at the list. Of, he gets the, I mean, he gets humor right in the X-Files better than I think anybody. I mean, look at the, look at the list. He's like, he's playfully cynical, which yep. I really adore. And he does this thing. Mulder talked about it. Uh, Mulder Duchovny <laughs> talked about how he he makes um, Scully like a very uh, very more like empathetic, like relatable, and makes Mulder like more paranoid and out there. But but Duchovny loves those episodes to to play it. You know, they are a little bit of an exaggeration sometimes. You, you know, you're talking about humbug. Clyde Bruckman's final repose. <laughs> Jose Chung's from outer space. And then a, a couple of the best of the, the new two seasons. E- easily. Um, Wear Monster and The Lost Out of Forehead Sweat. Yep. That's all Darren Wong. That's who we're talking about. I, also, yeah, man, this guy's slick, dude. The, the, uh, the man in the, in the suit of, uh, of the fluke man. No, no kidding. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, there is something about the way this man writes that really, really just gets my attention. And um, I love Clyde Bruckman's. I love Jose Chung. I, I mean, yeah, the one, the blood is funny as shit. We talked about that one before. Um, I don't no, remember. Blood is blood is the next. You're thinking of it because we talked about it. It's the next episode we're actually going to cover when we go back to oh, cor- bitch. correct order, which I didn't know he wrote. It, oh no, it's kidding. his story by, not written by. So he didn't actually write like the screenplay. I guess is what that distinction is. Okay. But, um, I didn't know that. And that yeah, one, William Sanderson, I'm, I like that guy. Yeah. From what I remember, that kind of falls outside, uh, 
what I normally think of him as his kind of typical X-Files take, but I'm down. Cool. Yeah, there's, um, I don't know. I don't know how to talk about the, there's so much here, man. Um, it's almost intimidating because it, it's so, there's, I think Darren Wong is very good at writing metaphorically and, and, <laughs> and he's just a fucking funny dude. Like the idea of, like just some things that stick out to me, the idea of, like so much of the poop and shit stuff in this episode is so much more than just couch humor. You know what I mean? And it, the, the poking fun at Egypt, at the Egyptians, that, that the great pyramids may literally be piles of shit. In, in my opinion is Darren Morgan 101 because of the way he's commenting on society. Do you know what I mean? And like, that's, that's the kind of the way I look at the way this guy writes. Like there's a lot of funny shit here. And then there's a really lot of thought provoking and then it makes it extra funny shit here. Um, with Mulder and Scully, I just love this stuff with the, um, you could almost say, I, w- I don't want to say role reversal, but I like, um, I like that we're seeing Duchovny's character. We're seeing, we're seeing, sorry, we're seeing Mulder in case you forgot who his character was. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck am I going to some kind of asshole? That he is being, that he's coming up with things that are wrong and, and he's having to go back to the drawing board. And, and, and Scully is just knowing the answers on a whim. And it's usually the other way around, right? It's, it's That's fucking great. It's so yeah. cool. Like a lot of times you have her like, he's like, no, it says blah, 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 blah. And how, how many times have we sat on the show and just said, oh, no, 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 no. He's right because, and it's fucking infuriating. Yep. And it's funny because he's not this time, and she just is. It's just with with, with a fraction of the information. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's literally sitting at home, you know, and and it's comical. <laughs> the, the the hard cuts, the dog washing, the gun cleaning, the ice cream. It's just it's so mundane and simple to her. Like the way they paint, like ah, Morgan's good, man. It's slick. It's slick. It's There's great. a lot here. I love that aspect of it. And I've always remembered that aspect of this episode, but I've never thought about it in that exact way. And it's great that she's literally just dude poking these <laughs> precision pinholes in his burgeoning theory. In his and she's right, right every time, every fucking time. Because normally she has all the information and she makes the logical analytical conclusion. Which and is she's wrong. wrong. Correct. And Mulder, like, you know, knee jerk <laughs> gets it right. <laughs> and here she gets like a snippet and just snipers it. Dude, every time. she's she's plowing it down. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, yeah. She's like, is this, this, and this? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yo, man, it's fucking amazing. It's amazing. So let's That's, dive in, because this fucking episode is the shit, dude. If yeah, I haven't made that jump, clear by the way I'm talking. Jump in. So <laughs> the opening dialogue is so good. It's ridiculous. Like Morgan is funny, man. Look, he has these great openers, man. His openers of his episodes are always like grab you. And a lot of times it's a twist of you think it's this really serious or kind of, if not serious, kind of surreal or like a homage to something else. Like this feels very much like a weird, almost like a nature documentary, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Marlon Perkins (laughs) (laughs) trudging up fucking. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, this weird, like, uplit, white bearded face holding a cockroach, talking about it all deeply and about the number of species in the world, their ability to reproduce. Yep. A, a female can produce three or million offspring in a year, uh, but 
but they'd have no ability to think critically and, you know, to analyze compared to the roach, we are gods, therefore must act accordingly. Dude. And then drops it, smushes it, and then we pan back and see the... (laughs) What the hell? It's so good, dude. Unlike us, they are incapable of thought of self-illumination. Like, this is, this is a, man, I'm telling you, this is a open and shut. This is your roadmap to the entire episode, right? He's talking yep. about how, in, in, in a nutshell, he's talking about how illuminated and how self-actualized we are as human beings and how, you know, these things aren't. And, and he's almost suggesting, therefore, we're, you know, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't give in to these baser impulses and then just destroys the thing. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny, man. Because yes, we, we are like, despite that's, that's what I mean. That's what, there we go. That's what I've been trying to say this whole time. Despite what we think we are, we aren't that thing, right? We're, we, yep. we are base in nature. It's just really fucking funny. When push to, comes to shove and, <sighs> so and, and the, the support of our advanced society and civilization <laughs> falls apart, as it does in this episode, people resort to their most base shit. Yeah. And we are, are we really that much more advanced than the cockroach? That's when you, good, When man. you get down to it. Is it true that if you dab him, they continue to live eventually die of starvation? I don't know, buddy. I just kill him. <laughs> After that whole thing. So good. So good. Our boy. Yeah, this is our boy. Uh, we will see. It's it's nice that he's kind of uh, bookended. I forgot that he was Pretty cool, the right? one in the very beginning. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I remember his character later on, obviously in, in the confrontation at the end, but I forgot that he was literally the homeowner that is first dealing with this. Jeff uh, Eckerly? Eckerly? I don't remember how they yeah, say it. but Eckerly, we'll say. Or Doc Jeff. Eckerly. We can just say Jeff if you want, but that's kind of weak. No offense yeah. to the Jeffs of the world. <laughs> So Doc 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 So uh yeah, because doesn't he, he calls him you arrogant little like that's what um, I mean after all this shit. He just yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. As, <laughs> Dude, you just said they aren't those things, yet you ascribe it to it and then you destroy it. We love doing that. Like humans, God, don't we? So good. We love giving you know, and we do it in, in very loving ways. Sure. And we do it to our pets, of course, more and we, than anything. And we do it in bad ways, too. Very much so. Yep. Yeah. Yep, for sure. That, that, mis- that horse fly that, you know, antagonizing you is just suddenly this, like, cruel, malicious, like, <laughs> demonic <laughs> minion that's just, just existing to torment you. I can promise you, you think about that more than it thinks about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's funny. You, he calls a cockroach arrogant. It's so hilarious. And it's only hilarious because of the dialogue preceding it, you know? Yep. Anyway, what a great open. He gets mauled by cockroaches, but not really, right? Yeah. I mean, he gets swarmed, it seems. He goes down hard, but he doesn't seem to be... They're not, like, biting him, but they're definitely crawling all over him, and he's, like, holding his chest, dropping to the ground. Yep. Doc Eck comes down and is uh, was already clearly uncomfortable with insects, and... uh dies mm. that that's our credits in and out insects man him being covered in insects what a sweet recoil we embrace right yeah we don't rush to like ah get get it like if it was a raccoon on him we'd be like fucking like whack it with a broom <laughs> maybe if you just you, like you know stay away just like you oh, see God. insects and you start looking around man whoa, whoa, whoa what the fuck 
Yeah, we're going to talk about some insects tomorrow when I'm on the Science Fiction Film Podcast in that great movie, uh, <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Talk about some ant talk. I'm looking forward to watching it <laughs> tomorrow. This will lead us right into it. <laughs> you still never seen it? Nope. Oh, I watched boy. the first 15 minutes, um, and I shut it off. I was busy, but I shut it off when, after Kate Blanchett appeared. And had a little bit of screen time. Mm-hmm. A fine actress in all for all intents and purposes, but boy, I could not put my finger on that G.I. Joe character. <laughs> we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. Dana dun dun. She's like a cobra villain. Cobra. <laughs> she really was. Anyway. So along with great openings, we also have an outstanding comeback from the credits. Um Dude. that looking up towards the stars. And the unseen windshield and the bug just landing on it. Cricket, I think. Yeah. And the windshield wiper is just knocking it away. What is Mulder doing? <laughs> is he what? is he contemplating the universe? You know he is. God, he's such you, a dork. And you know that he's monologuing inside of his head. Like he's just, here we are, just blips in the, the vastness. Just a small, insignificant rock. What is the meaning of everything? And like oh, a gem, like the bug, like for breaks sure. his concentration. For sure. He just has to like wipe it away. It, it's funny, man, because as we're talking about this, and I'm and I'm thinking about what he's doing. Like you're parking kind of alone, which is weird. Like this looks like a nice place where you're gonna make out, but no one's there. Yeah, <laughs> you know what are you doing? He's just out there being a fucking gazer. Like he's just gazing at the sky, being oh so romantic. Yeah, and and that's no wonder it it summons the uh, sheriff's curiosity. He's, <laughs> you know that he's used to driving by this spot. Yeah. Um, also, a uh, little note from uh, BP nine thousand. Uh, Sheriff Ooh. Frost. The name uh, is a specific term for insect poop. Frost. Aha! Cool. We'll play I did on not that. Know that. That's cute. Um, little bug shit. But he, uh, I mean, is he is he having an existential moment? It's funny because now that I'm thinking about this moment, I'm like he kind of ends up like having a lot of his because they when well we'll talk about it when we get to Bambi. I don't want to blow my load just yet. I'll save no. my load for Bambi. Also, uh, yeah, good call. Sorry, um, you might want to rifle one out first so that so that I can load. so I can go more than seventy three yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah, um, but. What, I mean, percentage of a day, 20, 30, 35% that Mulder spends in existential crisis? Jesus, I mean, man. realistically, probably. So it's not, it's not that crazy. I guess, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sheriff Frost here is, uh, is a little suspicious. But I'm sorry, I skipped over the f- first phone call from, uh, right, from right. Scully. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, look, Scully, I know it's not your inclination, but did you ever look up into the night sky and feel certain that not only was something up there, it was looking down on you at the exact same moment. It was just curious about you as you were about it. This is the... How lonely are you? <laughs> Go out, sir. She's happily having a little little girl's night in, um, cleaning her service weapon. <sighs> Man. Speaking of speaking of sexual, I mean, God, she is a God, she is a, Jesus. It's a couple couple fine pieces of uh, <laughs> equipment right there. Yeah, yeah. Her Smith and Wesson and uh, and her and her phone is pretty amazing too. It's gigantic. Yeah, she has a great um, she has a great very introspective kind of response to Mulder's <laughs> it's, thing it's, here. It's right, so good. <laughs> uh, equally, equally, if not more thoughtful than what Mulder poses, easily. Easily, actually, like he's being whimsical. She's being philosophical. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, "Oh shit, she went up me." Billy, what are you wearing? 
That was great. Yeah, that was great. And she says something along the lines of, you know, it's, it's, uh, she says something, that the only thing more fortuitous than the emergence of life on this planet is the that purely random laws of biological evolution, intelligence as complex as ours ever emanated from it. Right, and she's like, mm-hmm. it's it's astronomically improbable that someone else is out there and anti-Darwinian, <laughs> <laughs> dropping some science on you. And he's you. just like, oh, <laughs> but but it but it's funny, man. Like this, Darren Morgan, his structure's so sound, man. He's so airtight. Like he all none of this, all of this matters when you watch the whole episode, and then to be able to infuse your your comedic beats in here, goddamn, dude, yeah. And at times, you know, that the note I had earlier about what Duchovny said, at times the characters are in a Morgan episode are a little bit more, certain aspects are played up more. They still always fit. They still always fit. It's consistent. You know, there aren't these wild moments. It fits the feel of his episodes. His episodes have a very consistent paradigm. Right. Or there is... Often in a in a Morgan episode, a little bit more ridiculousness for sure. You know, for the sake of for the sake of humor and the irony and whatever the overall message is, but it stays consistent throughout. Right? And, uh, oh, it's great, man. Yeah, it all it all adds to. It. There's not jokes on. He does so not many have levels. wasted wasted lines. There's right. no wasted dialogue. Not only are they not wasted, but they're but they're he's getting more bang for his buck because he's got two to three different ways to approach this particular humor beat like the obviousness of it and then the how he's laid the groundwork for whatever type of social paradigm he wants to kind of poke fun at you know it's slick man what a douche (laughs) (laughs) jerk anyway so something about dr zayas i missed that there's the planet of the apes line something zay says to heston at the end don't look too hard you might not like what you find or something yeah is that here yeah, they, they talk about it, right? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I didn't write down that particular one. I remember the, the Zayas. Um, and now it comes back again later, right? That's one of it does. Bambi's favorite movies. Yep, yep. Of course. But Frass, as you've pointed out, how you doing? What, what are, are you doing out here? <laughs> just, weirdo? Just sitting, comma, thinking. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Don't ever say that to a baby boomer cop. <laughs> you gotta yeah. go the way you think, okay? He's not into your fucking cute poetry whimsies. He's gonna crack your fucking hippie skull, okay? <laughs> so I uh, picture, I picture like Adam Talbot pulling up to like a, <laughs> a, a a stop, and some like you know twenty year old. Oh my god, kid sitting there. <sighs> um, but but <clears throat> he does have the trump card. Let me see some ID. All right, pulls out the FBI badge, dude. I got a theory here. Go. I got a I got a theory watching this. Mulder hands over the badge, right? And uh, lets him sheriff, discover for himself, kinda. Yeah. Sheriff suddenly like him. Big, big dick him in Mulder's way. In which Mulder's isn't, way. Like, a traditional alpha male way. It's kind of the, the more sly kind of hey. It's the know. it's the smart kid in school way that's got a four oh one K now, you know. Sure. <laughs> but you know, Sheriff Ross is uh and, and along with that, Mulder asked about, hey, um, there's some reports of uh, lights and unidentified objects in the sky. And uh, the sheriff answered, like, oh, no, sir, I didn't, I didn't see any of it myself. Uh, FBI routinely keep track of these things? And Mulder's like, no, 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 of course not. That's how he loves his shit. He plays that card. He likes the sir like, in every sentence, by the way. Not just the sir, but the... I mean, he's literally not officially doing anything, but he plays it up like it's like a, 
inspiring a conspiracy theory like, oh, the Bureau was here and they were kind of asking some questions. And when I asked somebody, he said, no, 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 it wasn't official FBI business. But you know what? It must have been. Why else would he have been here? Holy it's such some weirdo, lonely loser who's like, you know, driving miles and hours just because his apartment's being fumigated. That's funny. No, no, of course not. <laughs> Are you saying that he has delusions of grandeur? <laughs> he might a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's how he's a big deal in the old, uh, was it NECA? NECA? What's the acronym our, our old boy there? Which one? Uh, um, crap! The the UFO convention. Oh, Ooh, not fuck, convention. I don't remember. Somebody God, in the chat will get you. They'll bail you out. They'll, they'll bail you out. But Frost, yeah. <laughs> he asks about the wiper blades. He's like, oh, I was knocking off some bugs. And Frost just goes for the gun. Dude, that freaked me right out. Yeah. Yeah, for a couple reasons. A, he's going for his gun. The obvious yeah, num- reason. <laughs> number one. Number two, you're freaked out about bugs. Mm-hmm. Number three, what kind of ammunition, ammunition load do you have that's effective against insects? <laughs> Glass flechette. <laughs> yeah. Dude. But, uh, it, yeah. Yeah. But see, was, but that's, was it, that's Darren wrong, right? Like, he's going for his gun. Okay, that's the obvious funny thing or, or concerning thing. The second thing is, it was the talk of bugs that did it. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a cockroach? Maybe beetles? Not sure. I'm not very good with bugs. <laughs> that's cute. Until later, when you're talking to Bambi. Yeah. And you're all about bugs. <laughs> <laughs> but Sheriff gets a call, right? He does. When I send dispatch unit over. Sorry to disturb you, sir. What's the matter? Another roach attack. Boom. That's hilarity. <laughs> a roach attack? So, Scully gets a call. Mulder, just checking in here. You better get up here. What? Cockroaches are mortally attacking people. I'm not going to ask if you just said what I think you said, just because I know it's what you just said. Also, why is Scully eating her dinner off her coffee table on the floor? She's, um... Is this like, is she 19 with her first apartment ever and she doesn't have, like, chairs (laughs) and a dining table? She wants to sit in front of the boob tube, man. You can't sit on the couch and eat your dinner. Well, she she's won't. sitting on the floor. <laughs> she it's likes odd. Japanese culture. Okay, I guess that's it. Um, but yeah, Mulder, uh, cockroach is mortally attacking people. It's third death that day. All another weird thing. Every um, either the victims or witness have all been scientists, hmm. uh, including uh, Doctor Jeff Eck. I'm sorry, Doctor Eck here. Yeah, a uh, molecular biologist and astrophysicist. And the witness of this case is an alternative fuel researcher. Yeah. Which is Eck. That's Eck. And uh, they're not Scully. coming from Yahoo's out in the boondocks, by the way. We're in Scully. Massachusetts. Yeah, we're <laughs> this isn't this isn't, you know, like some random Trump voter. These are these are liberal people. Take it they're from educated. Take it from us. We're in Massachusetts and there are morons here too. Just like everywhere else. <laughs> no. Yep. It's a crazy no, thing. It, we're all we're all coastal elites here, Ugh. but uh, Scully, in between bites of her whatever she's eating, asks about uh, something healthy. There any bites? Oh no, that's right. All right, well, could be anaphylactic shock. Anaphylactic Anaphylactic mm-hmm. shock. He doesn't know yeah. what it is. Um, you know, could have had a reaction. Could could he have had a reaction? Many such reactions occur, right? To uh, etymologists, exterminators. Hmm. hmm. Science. You still How want me you? to come? Scully says. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sure you're right. Thanks, Scully. He hangs up, dejected. <laughs> oh, good point from Danny Faust in the chat um, about Scully eating on the floor. It's a no desk thing again. Scully can't own chairs. Oh, that's <laughs> <You> can, right. 
<laughs> no desk, <laughs> no seats at home. You sit or stand on the ground. Yeah, her toilet's really unique. Scene three, three-ish. Yeah, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of Wong and later episodes, you recognize these kids? No. Well, they uh, obviously this was their original appearance, but the um, obviously not the one that dies. The two survivors are the same kids in uh, Scully and uh, Mulder meet the Were Monster. Oh shit! Yep. In the uh, in the very beginning, I think the pre credit sequence in that one. Very cool. He, he brought him back for that. That's I'm awesome. Like, oh shit! Huh. That's right. I forgot about that. I think we mentioned it maybe <clears throat> when we did the episode, but that was uh, oof, that was a while ago now. Mm. So doing dung. You've ever done dung, Dean? <clears throat> Negative. It was a thing, though. Was it like what w- in the nineties? You were aware of? Yeah, I must have missed the dung craze. Yeah, I mean, I didn't personally know anybody who did it. I just heard rumors. So, what do you do when you're you're burning? I guess you're freebasing it essentially. The methane. Yeah, is that what that's that's what you're after? I guess. Yeah my my uh, my nineties my drug craze started and ended with whippets. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's about as wild as I got. Fucking whippets. <laughs> Snorting some whipped cream <laughs> air. I was like, I'm just going to eat the whipped cream. <laughs> <clears throat> Tried it twice. Didn't really seem to do much. Uh, dude, this is another hilarious yet terrifying scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. It starts hilarious. <laughs> Has some of the most, like, people, a lot of people in the, you know, we'll get to listener comments, but a lot of people talked about how some of the imagery in this episode really stuck with them. A lot of people obviously are uncomfortable with bugs, but the the fucking bugs crawling into the open wounds Stop. in the arm. Oh boy. Stop it. That's some Wrath of Khan level stuff. When it's moving through his mm-hmm. arm under the skin. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh Oof. I remember I remember reacting to that yeah. at an early yeah, age. That's nasty. Yep. Um my brother, our friend Jacob. Yeah. He told me once that he had a nightmare that bugs were crawling out of his body. Fuck that out. shit. Yeah, spiders. Oh boy. Just borrowing out of his flesh, just pouring out of him everywhere. <laughs> Fuck, Jesus. Man. Like the Oogie Boogie Man? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Either way, it's gross. Whether they're going in or coming out. Coming out means they were in. Going in mm. means they're going in. <clears throat> Either way they were in they were in. Yeah. Not good. What's your uh, what's your worst bug experience? Probably as a uh, when I was a kid and I first moved to Florida, I was like, fuck cockroaches. But I kind of got used to them after a while. You just see them everywhere. Not not infestation level, but even in a nice place, you go in a basement, you're probably going to catch a roach cruising around in that heat. Yeah. Um, those are gross. But yeah, nothing nothing overly bad. I've been bitten up by fire ants before. I was standing on them and didn't realize it. And then I just felt like many pins in my feet and I freaked out. Jumped that down in Florida? Yep. Jumped up and down. That sucked. Yeah. Um, I had, uh, you know, I had my brush with fucking hornet's nests. I had to go into water, like dive into a pool once. That sucked. Um, but nothing uber gross, I would say. Nothing yeah, super I mean, disgusting. In Westport, I'm sure you've had your run in with ticks. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. yeah, my first couple of months back in West, back in Westport, I take my shirt off and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And I touch this thing on my like clavicle, and then I just saw like tiny little legs move, and I went, "Fuck!" <laughs> like your instinct is to freak out, but I was like, "All right, can't do that. Can't leave like matter from its body in my body." So you got to get the tweezers and be careful and go slow. And then I was like, "Is this a deer tick?" Because that would be annoying, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I I had a pretty nasty run in with chiggers once. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, down in uh, 
<clears throat> down in North Carolina, lying, oh, lying in a fake ass ambush for about three hours. Yeah. Aren't they fleas like of sorts? Yeah, kind of, but they give you a hell of a ration. Mm. I um, I think I misunderstood. This isn't actually true, but I thought that all the little welts were actual chiggers that had buried into my body. <laughs> <laughs> like rot grub like somebody AD told me that. they're like dude you need to like do this to get them out oh like, those fuckers out get them out the fuck that sucks god yeah i've dealt with flea infestation that fucking blows it's such a process mm, it's yeah. such a process you gotta do the animals you gotta take the clothes you gotta do the clothes you gotta do the rugs yeah. And it and all I, has to be done in a single sweeping, like, shock and awe campaign. There's <laughs> right there, If you do one thing wrong, then you have left a survivor, and they procreate right. at an alarming rate. It's like the Viet Cong. Basically. Yeah. 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 They'll just come back. If you leave one village unburnt, mm-hmm. you know, you really got to scorch earth that whole... Get the flamethrowers. It's the only way to be thing. sure. Yeah. Yeah, but nothing overly gross. Spiders. My friend literally had to get a exterminator because of a spider infestation. We were we were hanging out and we were just like, man, how are there so many spiders here all the time? And the guy ended up in this crawl space and he's like, here's why. And it was like, holy fucking Lord of the Rings shit is in your <laughs> attic, man. It's crazy. That was also in Florida. And it's too hot down there. Ugh. You know, you don't get those nine degree days that come through and just wipe them out, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's too bad. But yeah, nothing nothing too right. bad. Well, I figured in honor of the host coming Maggots last, was gross. Because, you know, growing up, spending a lot of time on a farm, I've seen... You know, I don't want to just make anyone really gross, but, you know, maggots at animal corpse assholes and shit. Not good. It's not a good <laughs> scene. Good. Not good for anybody, except the maggots who are. Yeah, I mean, loving, they're doing their it. thing, but. Yeah, it's fucking Loving brutal. it. Yeah, anywho, um, this little uh, Seth Green kind of wannabe kid here um, gets, uh, gets a real freak out kind of incident. Yeah. They're trying hard to impress this uh, <laughs> this straight up. Straight up hometown five. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, boy, where are, Slim, what's the name of their town? Slim Pickens, uh, Miller's Grove. Miller's Grove. Yep. Oh, that's yep. the War of the Worlds thing. Yeah, that's the War of the Worlds reference. That in War of the Worlds, it was Grover's Mill. That's right. That's cool. Or I might, I might be backwards. No, on I that, think you're right. Well, either way. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because obviously they play off the uh, the whole public, you know, hysteria. Yeah, that comes in later here. But, uh, she's a uh, she's she's what you'd call a Miller's Grove seven seven right yeah she's a Miller's Grove seven he's a Miller's yeah. Grove seven and uh, they're trying to persuade her with drugs <laughs> <laughs> work with what you got that's it you know drugs alcohol take your pick but yeah man when he goes for the razor blade <sighs> and just starts slicing when and that dicing. thing crawls into his gash <laughs> yeah bad that is. That is my personal most visceral reaction to this episode. It's nasty shit. Borrowing it. And not the first shot when it's like real close up. That's really gross. But it's when it's a little bit, they pull back and you actually see it's like his arm. Obviously, there's some good prosthetic work there. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, that's a, it's crawling under the skin of an arm that you see attached to a human. It's gross. That is, that is real gross. Yeah, man. But another call to Dr. Scully. (laughs) After all, they're talking about expanding their minds. But <laughs> shit, course. by the way. <laughs> this, everyone in this episode is full of shit. Get it? Yeah. Uh, so, Scully. Washing down her, her pooch. Her poochie poochie. 
Is that, Queequeg. Yeah, I was just say That's who it is, right? Yeah. Um, I take it back, Scully. I think you'd better get up here. Another roach attack? Yeah, and this was no allergic reaction. Two witnesses claim they saw the victim screaming about cockroaches boring into him. Are there still insects in the body? We haven't looked at any yet, but there are wounds all over the body. From the cockroaches? <laughs> I mean, asking you normal things here. Well, the victim did attempt to extract the insects using a razor blade. Mm. I just want to make it clear that he was cutting at his body with a shit razor. And, and trying to extract is a generous term. That's a, that's a fair point. Extraction, extraction um, sort of assumes precision and expertise, <laughs> which this young man had neither of. It's like saying somebody with a very unfortunate mental illness with voices in their head that takes a shotgun to the face was, and, was trying to extract the other voices from their head. <laughs> There was an episode. Oh, what's that mean? Well, he bit the fucking nose off of one of the orderlies and he stabbed the other one in the throat with a scalpel. Aha. Good, good point from O'Donnell girl with the shit, the shit razor. Do you want hepatitis? Because that's how you get God, hepatitis. tell me about it. Boy. Oof. Well, uh, what does Mulder say? Well, we haven't looked at it yet. The wounds are actually from, from that. And Scully comes back with, mm. all right, um, any signs of drug use? Uh, <laughs> you mean his fucking Heisenberg lab? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there certainly was. This Breaking Bad prequel. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like a septic tank. Would you take make sure this gets analyzed here? Too funny. You know, yeah. Mulder, there's a psychotic disorder associated with some forms of drug abuse where the abuser suffers from delusions that insects are infesting their epidermis. It's called Ekbom's syndrome. Ekbom syndrome, question mark? The victim cuts himself in an attempt to extract the imaginary insect. Still want me to come up? <laughs> That's good. I love after all that. Still want me to come up. Uh, long, long beat. Long yeah, beat. Yeah, man. By the way, the cuts back to Scully are hilarious. They're great. This this night in the life of Scully is <laughs> the, the gun, best. the dog, the fucking ice cream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that, uh, that shuts them all up pretty good, but uh, he does... He does perhaps get some evidence, he thinks, at first, right? He finally sure. sees a cockroach on scene here. Give me a container, which uh, Frost does. And um, he's like, oh, I thought you killed it. You killed it. You annihilated it. It must have molted. It's just empty exoskeleton. Frost says, well, at least we have evidence that cockroaches were actually here. I mean, the local police. <laughs> we got, we got a, now I can put out that APB, mm-hmm. you know? Also, yeah. hey, Hollywood. Sheriffs don't work like this in Massachusetts, but that's okay. Yeah. Sheriffs guard prisoners, but we'll, we'll, we'll give you a pass. <laughs> State police, right. goddammit. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, we've got more than that, Sheriff. I think that bug's exoskeleton was made of metal. Yeah, I didn't really get Mulder um, jumping to that. And then I, I actually realized it, right? just in this last watch, yeah, like that's blood on his hands. Like he was rubbing metal Disgusting, shards, by the way. <laughs> Wash it immediately. <laughs> for in in not just water hot water get some get some pretty serious antiseptic up in there if you are cutting your body open with insect parts you should be washing those parts <laughs> insect insects that love feces also can we <sighs> should can we add it should be noted poop eaters uh, poop eaters let's go to um to another doctor here <laughs> old newton boy this guy this. speaking of speaking of uh the old government knows everything take that uh that Mulder's playing off it kind of comes back to bite him here yeah this is this is clever yeah Mulder it's a great trope to play on though yeah right? man 
Yeah, absolutely. An FBI agent who's randomly in this town when this kind of odd thing starts happening. Yeah, for sure. We see it used seriously in different episodes, right? I mean, ICE. You know, remember how the scientists are like, all right, FBI, clearly you guys know more than you're telling us. And, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Uh, We see it in Darkness Falls. There's a lot of episodes where it's kind of, it's played for serious tension where either either a local expert or somebody that's kind of on a mission or they encounter is suspicious of them here it's played obviously a lot more for comedy that uh <laughs> this this doctor who's dealing with dead bodies popping up in his town thinks the FBI knows what's going on here right yeah um i need you to tell me something right what the hell is going on well should i evacuate my family i i wouldn't know <laughs> Frask kind of walks in and busts it up a little inadvertently. And he says, Doctor, waiting for you to examine the boy's body. Yeah, so we take a little break. After talking with Agent Mulder here, I suddenly feel slightly constipated. Dude, more crap. More shit talking. More shit talk. Shit talking. He's on the shitter. <laughs> who who reads a magazine in a public bathroom? Nobody. I mean, I get, get that it's off a hospital. the thing as soon as possible. <laughs> Dude, in and Limit out. your exposure. You animal. I'm a, a grown-ass man. I'm 35 years old, and still, if I'm shitting in a public bathroom, you know, every time that door opens, your sphincter gives a little like, eh. Right. Well, that's, ah, that's, come on. that is your primal brain, yeah. because it might be time to defend yourself, and you're in a very vulnerable position. So the butt does what it does <laughs> to cut ties. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like locking the, it's like if the bilge bay is taken on water, right? You got to fucking, you have to close the door, even if you got sailors down there, lest you lose the whole ship. <laughs> so it's the same thing here. Your butt goes, oh, sorry, fellas. Yep. We're closing up because we might have to defend ourselves here. Yeah. Yeah. Great comedic beat right before he goes with the, the sheriff having the same conspiratorial interest in Mulder's FBI creds being here mm. as, uh, you know, what is really going on here? Ooh. Sorry, Danny Fouch in the chat. If you are on the clock, I, if I were, if you are on the, if you are on the clock, he's mixing his, um, his pronouns. I think he's trying to say, if you're on the clock, you would read a dictionary. Ooh, that reminds me of something. Bose. Bose. Oh my Dean and God, I, dude. Legendary. Dean and I used to work together. Although again, that's a little <clears throat> different. That's a small store and that's a single person bathroom. And we know all asses that have touched it. Right. But you and I were such, well, I don't know. In some ways, we were really good employees. We were. We were very good at our jobs. But it was also, there was a lot of bullshit, you know, especially later. When you're not selling anything. Yeah, it's slow. And you know what? Like, at the time, I don't think either of us were, well, I, I, you never were, but smokers in the terms of, like, going out to take a smoke break Mm -hmm. all the time, as our boss was, so we would take poop breaks. Oh, yeah. Even if I didn't, even if we didn't have to shit, you just go and you get, get 10, 12 minutes into a book. Easily. And always a book. Work through it. Pre, pre pre-smartphone. Oh, yeah. No smartphones, no magazines. I would work through a book. I would read... I'd probably get through two books a month just shitting at Bose. Yeah. I, I had, dude, we would have books stashed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. I'd bring books in be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, I remember it's once about 2 our, boss, p.m. our boss found a, a book. Oh, that's right. Novel. That's right. <laughs> and ran out onto the sales floor like he had found like a half joint. Right. In the brain. I'm like, room. dude, it's the crystal shard. Relax. It's not, I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Francisco in the chat. I call it a pook break, a poop book. Nice. Break. Nice. Like it. Nice. Pook. Yeah, uh, man. Well, there we are. Well, this guy um, dies. Now, to us, we're like, whoa, what's happening? 
Yeah, seems crazy. Crazy. You know, again, cockroaches come out of nowhere, crawl all over him, and uh, we hear screams as the sheriff, uh, as Frost and Mulder talk outside. Mm-hmm. They go in, they... Yeah, sorry, go no, ahead. No, no, I was just saying, he sees the correlation, he says. But just because I work for a woman doesn't mean I'm an expert on cockroaches, right? Because those guys were talking before then. But we were going to jump to them. Oh, my God, somebody help me. Hey, 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 what the hell happened? He was covered in cockroaches. Yeah. I don't see any But there's right, I don't none see left. None, not a one. Well, when I went out to look for help and came back, they disappeared, says the man. That guy's a terrible actor. <laughs> terrible. I mean. Terrible actor and terrible, um, you know, emergency responder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just not good. Should, not good in Should we, in should we do something old school and listen to how terrible he is? Oh, please. Let's do it. I need to create a panic. Here he comes. the hell happened cockroaches he was covered in cockroaches acting acting well, when i went out to look for help and i came back they disappeared you can't be serious with this guy <laughs> cockroaches he was covered in cockroaches <laughs> so stupid <laughs> oh he's bad but hey whatever yeah but Mulder, <clears throat> once again spies fucking one. eagle eye <laughs> i love I love the seriousness with which Mulder and Frost approach approach the suspect. I ain't got to be honest with you. I if I start getting inclinations that cockroaches are killing people, I don't barehanded pick one up on its back. <laughs> I don't touch it. It does give me one of the best shots of the episode, though. That oh, it's that awesome. pe- that cockroach POV from inside the, <laughs> the drain, looking up at Mulder and Frost's face. It's great. Yep. 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 That's awesome. Hmm, doesn't appear odd in any. Next time, let me handle the roaches, says Sheriff Poop. <laughs> what um? What is this? What are we up to? Call number four? Bre- breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> we can go by whatever ridiculous shit she's doing at home. <laughs> yes. Oh, right. You talk about it, right? Yeah, you had uh, right. cleaning the gun, yeah. floor dinner, yeah. washing the dog, yeah. and now breakfast at Tiffany's. I didn't know this. Another uh, thanks note to BP. Um, this was a reference to uh, a real world thing. Duchovny was on Celebrity Jeopardy and and woofed on uh, the Final Jeopardy question about breakfast. Oh, so, so that was a little inside joke. I nice like that. A little Audrey Hepburn action. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> so, um, who died now? The medical examiner. <laughs> I mean, his body was found next to a toilet covered in roaches. I really think you should come. A toilet check. Yes. Uh, sorry, a toilet, check his eyes. And that's when she asks about bloodshot dilated pupil, and then she says, probably an aneurysm. Straining too forcefully. Why do you do that anyway? What are you straining for? Just relax. Mulder did bring in some constipation. That's true. I guess, they'd, I guess they don't do what we do and just wait 12 to 15 minutes every time. <laughs> <laughs> While we read two chapters. <laughs> I am not hurrying. I can tell you that much. But, um, well, how do you explain the roaches, though? Did you catch any? Almost. Well, I don't know what to tell you, Mulder. I just hope you're not implying you've come across an infestation of killer cockroaches. Hmm. Hmm. Mulder thinks whimsically. <laughs> Quick cut to call number five. Ice one, cream. The first one, <laughs> Scully. Scully to Mulder. In this case, um, Mulder's a little tied up. What is he? Uh, what's he? What's he getting into? What is a responsible FBI agent out of his jurisdiction with no? 
no actual cost to be investigating this doing. Go to a USDA uh, base in Miller's Grove and scale a fence. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? As a move. That's a move. Uh, by uh, the way, uh, Spycraft 101 put Ringer on silent when, when infiltrating <laughs> uh, a facility. So when you get that inevitable call, your position is not given away. And or don't answer it when you do realize there's a call. <laughs> Start incoming. talking while still approaching. <laughs> God, dude. I mean, it is just the Department of Ag. It's true. Uh, Scully says, Mulder, I've been doing some research. Back in the mid-80s, there was a cockroach species previously only found in Asia. And since then, it's made an appearance in, 100 points to this one, Florida. They now completely establish themselves in this county. Excuse me, country. Cut to Mulder as he uh, is going to the building, and he's like, do they attack people? No, no, no. They do exhibit behavior different from our domestic breeds. Um, They fly for long distances, and they're attracted to light. But do they attack people? (laughs) He's not picking up what she's putting down, is is he? Right. They don't, but maybe you're stumbling across the same thing. Another new species introduction. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the behavior doesn't match anything, anything they you know they know of any kind of cockroach species. So, well, it makes sense to Mulder, yet, of course. P.S. You're not breaking into a government facility again, are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, well, it's too late. I'm already inside. Well, what's going on? What do you see? Um, a house. It's empty. What does it look like? Typical two-story suburban house. Nice big living room, sparsely furnished. Nice carpets, fireplace, uh, modern appliances, moving walls. Moving walls. Oh, man. Rippling. Oof. It's a lot of roaches. Oh, cockroaches. They're everywhere. And once again, super partner, super partner of the year, Fox Mulder, hangs up on Scully. Mm -hmm. When when she's afraid, he is in perhaps mortal peril or at least some kind of danger. And uh, but it's not the roaches that cause the the hang up. It is uh, our introduction to Doctor Bambi Baronbaum. Bambi, Bambi Baronbaum. Mm-hmm. This is '90s Stone Cold Fox material. She is still a fox. This one by all standards. Sure. But I got to be honest with you, Bambi. What's the last name? <clears throat> Baron Baronbaum. And. And coming to the main stage, we got Bambi. <laughs> right. She's lucky she yeah. went to school because with that name. Well, how do you think she paid for medical school? Hey. Booyah. Oh. Um, what is she wearing? For, um, She's wearing some sort of white undershirt, uh, flannel, tucked into some high riding cargo shorts. Yep. High. Looks like. She looks like a Lara Croft knockoff, to be honest. Absolutely. I'm glad you said that, because that's where I was going. Okay. I was trying to lead you there, <laughs> but you, you, sn- you snuffed it out. But um, yeah, man. She looks like what a 13-year-old boy would envision as a female jungle adventurer slash entomologist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be wrong. Let's be real. She's a bombshell. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's like, can I ask why the government trust? She got that husky kind of voice thing, too. But that, yeah. but yeah, she's that talking. He's like FBI roaches crawling behind him. <laughs> they exchange fucking badge flashes. Well, Baron Bomb, I have to ask you a few questions. What's a woman like you doing in a place like this? So good. Wow. So good. Oh man, I wish Bambi was in Wild Things. <laughs> Just a couple of years too early. Boy, oh boy. 
I'm sure, uh, well, I don't want to make any assumptions. I'm sure she's done a lot of fine roles. She's a um, uh, USDA Agriculture Research Service. But yeah. Uh, yeah, cut back to Scully staring at her phone, and then we go right back in, in, their, um, in an office. By seeing how insects respond to changes in light, temperature, air currents, food availability, we can determine the best ways to eradicate them. Really? Is that what you're trying to do? Dude, when um, they go a step further, she has that crazy experiment set up mm-hmm. that's just like there, the cockroach on top of this little zap pad. <laughs> and she talks about the, the current somehow. I forget exactly how that relates to the creature, but they they have something that will respond the gases that let off them. Is that what it yeah, is? Yep. yep. <clears throat> and well, this, is, this her, gets to the whole UFO piece. Her theory right. of UFO sightings being actually nocturnal insect swarms caught up in some sort of electrical current. Mulder nodding along just like a puppy dog, like, uh-huh, 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 yeah, uh-huh. Smitten. Oh, God, he's so, he's so schoolboy, as, uh, as Ruth put it in, the, uh, in our opening comment here, getting in the episode, just schoolboy infatuation. Mm. And she drops some hot, hot language. Mm-hmm. Eat, sleep, defecate, procreate. Repeat. R- repeat. <laughs> Does my scientific detachment disturb you? <laughs> Do you find me cold and illogical, yet somehow smoldering with passion beneath? Yep. If only you could speak to me in a language I understood. Zip. <laughs> anyway, um, but by the way, here's your language. It is dielectric surrounding the conductive medium of its body fluid when introduced into an electrical field and brush discharge will result in a colored flare. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. All right, all right, all right. Um, so Bobby Phillips here, I didn't know this. I just want a quick aside. Danny Fouch brought up, she was a Bond girl ah. and, uh, one of Brosnan's, I forget which one, uh, he said, oh. Dr. Not Dr. Yeah. Dr. Christmas Jones. The only thing I remember is that there was a terrible line at the end of the movie where Brosnan says, uh, I thought Christmas only comes once a year. <laughs> and oh that's my what I'm God. Yeah. Pretty bad. Um, yeah, but her point is the UFO thing. All the characteristics of a typical setting are shared with nocturnal insects swarming through an electrical airfield. The sudden appearance of a colored glowing light hovering in the night sky, moving in non-mechanical matter, possibly humming, creating interference with radio and television signals, and then suddenly disappearing as, uh, as nocturnal insect swarms. That's, uh, that's fascinating. (laughs) Dude, it's hilarious that this is kind of going after so much of what he believes, yeah, and he's just nodding along like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, 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 th- that's probably it. Never mind everything I've ever believed in and worked towards my entire life <laughs> ever since my sister disappeared. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, probably was just bugs. <laughs> Too funny. Fuck my sister. What are you doing? Yeah, what are we doing? I mean, I'd risk it right now if you think <laughs> the cockroaches would stay away for 37 seconds is what he's thinking. Also, I uh, just want to render a correction. Um, that was Daniel Falsch just fucked me up that was uh denise richards not not this uh-huh. call they, they do share a look they do share a look that's what i get for half reading the chat big lips and big tits yeah yeah, yeah. that pouty those pouty lips that brown hair that 90s kind of yeah sexuality scene next scene miller's grove well, do you want to show yeah, me because we did the uh well we did the i don't know they're they're quite fascinating you, um, I've always found yeah, insects yeah, yeah. to be very interesting. Shut up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not really? now. The, the phone call answer. Worst partner ever. <laughs> Mulder, you're the worst. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, but this is our. Uh, I'm sorry, you're leading us into our next crime scene. We got to keep moving. Right, right. Um, I want to tell you that there are some things that are undeniably revolting. <laughs> you're not talking about cockroaches. I'm assuming you're talking about this fat dude in the wife beater in the motel. Let's talk about his feet. <laughs> okay. His little feetsies that he rubs together. Dude, there's a moment where they are close in on the feet and they go into focus. And <laughs> it is a bad scenario. Ugh, like, the, I didn't look close. Is it the toenail? Bad toenail situation? Toenail, toes, just waterlogged feet. Fat, disgusting monster. <laughs> Pale, wrinkly undersides of the toes. I can't. He looks God. like he looks like he was pulled out of a river after being missing <laughs> for like three days. I can't with this guy. His skin tone is like actually very oddly pallid in, a, in an unnatural way. Mm-hmm. If I was starving in the Arctic and you handed me his foot <laughs> or a plate of cockroaches, I would eat the cockroaches first. Oh, I, yeah, I would eat the cockroaches first if you handed them to me like at, you know at a restaurant. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, I don't know why I have to be starving anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like you have to eat one of these things, I'm like, all right, well, let's see what these roaches. But these are roaches about. are alive. That's okay. Yeah. One one bite to kill, the second bite to to consume. Mm. But I am not getting that love grape, as Jay Curry says in the chat. Disgusting. <laughs> Toes are love grapes. Okay. <laughs> you're fired. You're fired from life. Dude, I remember being young and looking at sorry. Looking looking at my dad's feet and wondering if like when I was old if my feet were gonna be that disgusting. <laughs> Cause my dad, I don't know, maybe he's upped his game, but I remember Tough foot game. He had some pretty gnarly <laughs> gnarly hooves. Gnarly yeah, it's hooves. weird. Yeah, it's working, you know, man. I've seen good-looking dudes with, like, bad feet. Like, you know, you're on the beach, and I'm like, what the fuck? Do something about that. So you're checking out dudes' feet on the beach. You know, you see everything. I see everything. I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking level one operator. You know that. <laughs> I see everything. Taking, taking it all. Fucking Delta Force, bro. I told you <sighs> not to tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, getting over getting over the old Rex Ryan foot show. It um, doesn't have to be a great foot, man or woman, but it has to be. It, I have to know that they get some attention from you in a grooming capacity. Mm. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. You don't want to incorporate them into your bedroom routine, but you just don't want to be distracted by them. Yeah. Yeah. It depends what you mean by incorporate. Mm. Does it depend? Isn't that enough <laughs> just to say that? <laughs> yeah. I guess you're right. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't need them covered. Uh, all right. Yeah, no, of course not. Well, unless it's like some high. Like, yeah, no, of course, stockings. of course. Right, we are getting. Hey, speaking of which, hole. Mulder's on the phone in the bedroom, not when he gets a call, right? No, no, sure. no. Yeah, I'm a little ahead. But the reporter's yeah. like, this is the fifth report of the deceased body being found amongst a horde of cockroaches, but police are not confirming, at least not yet, that the insects have anything to do with the finalities, right? Insects, Ebola, <laughs> F- FBI's on the scene, mm, <laughs> chaos. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's cockroaches swarming all over this guy. He's just rubbing rubbing his nasty little feetsies together. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Mulder wakes God. up with a freak out at this moment. I don't. I, lo- mm. I love the detail of of Mulder blowing his nose out hard because Bambi said. So- I don't know. I don't know if it was Bambi or Scully actually that said something about insects crawling into your, a, a nostril. 
Oh, that was Scully. Yeah, okay. So Mulder wakes up and he's like grab, rubbing his hair and then like blowing out his nostrils. <laughs> and um, finally calls back his partner who thought he was in mortal danger hours ago mm-hmm. and is sitting in her bed cradling that giant 90s phone. <laughs> <laughs> Mulder, are this you okay? I can't sleep. One of the best interactions in this season, <laughs> uh, in the episode, can, maybe the season. He talks about experiments, right? He talks about how he met, yeah, this shit with Bambi shit, man. Uh, Bambi? <laughs> Her name is Bambi? She can't get past it. <laughs> um, yeah, did you know the ancient Egyptians worshipped the scarab beetle and possibly erected the pyramids to honor them, which may be just a giant symbolic dung heap? That's hilarious, <laughs> by the way. Did you know the man that flushed out his name, Thomas Crapper? <laughs> Scully's counter. Bambi Very also good. has this theory. Okay, first of all, this grates on my nerves. So he introduced her as Baronbaum, right? Dr. Baronbaum. Have you ever, have you ever, everyone has, and everyone is going to know what I'm talking about in just a second here. You talk to a friend who refers to somebody you don't know by name casually as if you should know who that is. I like fucking f- hate it. Don't say my boyfriend. I mean, yeah, I mean, say my boyfriend. Don't say John. Like when you're just kind of casually talking, people at work, yeah, and you know, Rick said, I'm like, who's Rick? Don't do that. If you if you don't know Rick, I don't know that's Rick. That's a weird, deliberate. It's, I don't like it. It's insecure to me. Yeah, it's really insecure. It makes me want to shun you from the tribe and point a spear at you and tell you to leave. It's weird behavior. Well, Mulder's chock full of weird behavior. <laughs> Bambi has uh, this I, theory. Don't do that. I mean, it's funny here, but in real it's, life, it's, it's hilarious. Annoying. Oh, it's Shit. terrible. God. But I do love, and Ruth hit on it in her comment, but Scully's reaction, just like we saw with Phoebe, it's not outright jealousy. It's almost like a eye-rolling, oh, God, Mulder, like you... You boy. Exactly. You, you, you childish boy. <laughs> you fucking non-person. Yeah. And when he, when, I mean, it's like, she, she has such a good idea of this Bambi character, just, just mm-hmm. from the effect she's already having on Mulder. Of course. And, and his, his interest in her theories, Scully can already kind of picture what's up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, obviously it'll be intensified when she meets her, but. Yeah, uh, they get uh, interrupted once again by an, a scream. Her parents, and another her, her parents are naturalists, scene. by the way. Hilarious. <laughs> um, Aaron Fallon, Bambi is a boy. Yes, that's <laughs> hilarious. Is a boy fawn in the movie, everyone. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. But uh, her name is Bambi. Scully, can I confess something to you? I hate insects. But like you said, uh, he tells the, the praying mantis uh, story. Oh, yeah. Right? That's a good one. Um, lots of people are afraid. Mulder, it's just a natural, it's instinctive. No, no, I hate them. He makes it very clear. A praying mantis, I had a praying mantis epiphany, and as a result, I screamed, no, not, not a girly scream, but the scream of someone being confronted by some before unknown monster that had no right existing on the same planet I inhabited. Did you ever notice how a praying mantis' head resembles an alien's head? I mean, the mysteries of the natural world were revealed to me that day. But instead of being astounded, I was repulsed. Are you sure it wasn't a girly scream? <laughs> Speaking of... <laughs> off they go Ba-na-na-na-na. I was confused by um, momentarily by Jeff being here Dr. Eck right but I remember that he uh, he talked about going to stay at a motel mm-hmm. so it does seem that these uh, these bugs are certainly kind of following close to Doc Eck here a little weird um, what the hell's going on is everything alright in here and uh, we see the fat man covered in roaches 
Another body. Scully's finally en route. Do you think a little part of her trip north might be the introduction of Bambi? 100,000%. <laughs> there is a little jealousy there. Sure. She just doesn't, doesn't let it show. Yeah. This is, a, this is normal behavior, right? She's protecting, yeah. uh, protecting her little tribe here. Good point by Wesley um, in the chat. Why didn't he freak out in Darkness Falls? Ooh. Bug City, right? Story that- inconsistencies. <laughs> I refer to season one. But, I mean, there's a couple things. If I wanted to be like a, you know, apologist, you could say that those are, they're microscopic. So you're not, it's different than actually seeing a large bug. That, sure. You know, like a cockroach gives you a very different effect than like a mite. Or, that you or a gnat even. Or a gnat. Or like some Fruit fly. crazy, crazy thing that you think is a possibly extraterrestrial <laughs> bug that's been uh, hibernating under the ground for tens of thousands of years. Um, secondly, it might just be because, fuck it, it made for a good episode. And he didn't say he was afraid of him. He just said he hated him. Yeah. Way better than fire and Mulder's. <laughs> you know that fear of fire that always comes back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neither does anybody else. Yep. Um, Scully's packing. What happened now? One of the motel guests died. I'm coming right now. I think somebody died from simply from a reaction to the cockroaches. Two cases are anaphylactic in the same day in the same town is highly improbable. Something about metal, ex- metal exoskeletons. Scully says she's coming. He says, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Man. Mm-hmm. Well, sign me up for the Mulder partner train because I would like to be walked all over. Please. Good Lord. The Roach Motel. Um, back to uh, the base thing here, this little hut they're hanging let's, out in. Uh, yeah, let's talk, some, uh, let's talk some cockroach. Is he dude. wearing a turtleneck? <laughs> it could be a tactical neck. It, tactical neck. It might be a tactical neck, but I don't see the cool things on the shoulders. True, true. But anyway, Bambi and Fox here. That's funny, by the way. Oh, yeah. Can you tell me what kind of cockroach it is? I should be able to. The abdomen's still attached, and we differentiate species by their genitalia. Oh, my God. He's hung like a club-toed dragonfly. Wow. Okay. Entomologist nerd talk. (laughs) Is that what she is? Did I say the right thing? Entomologist, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, bug bug scientist. Mm -hmm. So this whole thing comes out about, um, could it be a microprocessor? Could this be an artificial, artificial creature? Could it be metal? And um, she talks about an article she read about a roboticist, a Dr. Ivanov. And this kind of segues immediately, right, into Mulder walking into the Mass Institute of Robotics. Yep. Because apparently they didn't get permission to film at M- MIT, so they <laughs> made something up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, who designs robots that resemble and behave like insects. So, yeah, he goes into uh, this place to see an Ivanov. Well, yeah, he doesn't know about... he's going to see Ivanov, but he's going to meet Ivanov. Yeah. Talk to me about what you think about uh, Ivanov here, our poor man Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Um, so first of all, the whole prospect of this is disturbing as shit because this is going to happen. Okay. Oh, well, everyone's worried about already hundred percent. Everyone's worried about robot soldiers. Nah, dude, it's going to be the robot instinct. Uh, the good, it's going to be the robot mosquito that seeks out its political enemy and just fucking doses it with some sort of meta cyanide game over. <laughs> yeah. We're done. We'll bug get you. Yeah. yeah. Or, or the robot, you know, house flies that are. Collecting data on everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Ivanov, they're talking about stuff, right? He says, um, why are you scaring my robots? Why are you scaring my robots? And he just says, look, 
For decades, my colleagues in AI have attempted to create an autonomous robot. By struggling to give their machines a human-like brain, they have failed. A human brain is too complex, too computational. It thinks too much. Insects merely react. I really dig that line. We think too much. It's too much going on. I prefer reaction. It's kind of crazy to think about that's his approach. I mean, it's just thought-provoking in and of itself. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. Using insects as a model, not just in design, but by giving them the simplest of computer programs, go to the object, go away from the object, right? Pretty cool. Um, And he just makes a joke about how it likes him or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. There's the segue into... So we find out his contract with, with NASA. Oh, and right, it's, it's right, a, right. It's a great point. And this is this is one of the biggest criticisms of sci-fi. You know, if you want to like realistically, you know, you know that <clears throat> show I, I like a lot to say for sci-fi, when they tackle, you know, actual technical aspects in science fiction, one of the most glaring, you know, absurdities is that living beings, biological entities will be the first thing to explore another planet like we are we are not interstellar yet we are just merely stretching beyond our home planet and still would you ever picture like we don't now like it's probes are always the first thing we've you know human probes have been to the majority of of celestial bodies in the in the in the solar system and humans have only been to the moon so why would you think that if a an extraterrestrial race somehow had the wherewithal and the and the desire to explore other star systems, they would like just f- straight up fly there themselves. Of course not. Mm-hmm. It would be something, uh, something different. Right. And perhaps- because if you just take the logical extension of everything we do, right? Probe, yeah. probe, probe, sure. probe, probes get more advanced. But yeah, it's a really cool concept that he's talking about. I yep. dig it. And, uh, it leads to, uh, pretty heavy moment for Dr. Ivanov as he Mulder passes him this, this bug leg, and he's like, I don't know much about insects. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know much about insects. <laughs> Takes a look at it, and uh, it's beyond my comprehension. Right. Okay. That doesn't say anything, though, does it? That's where the episode's which, clever. Which you like. I mean, it, it says something. No, no. It says something, but not everything. Uh, exactly. Right? Yep. It's cool. Yep. Back we go, and um, we see our self-actualized, brilliant humans behaving in a very inefficient manner, right? <laughs> this, is our, this is our War of the Worlds dig right here. Sure. It's our War of the Worlds dig. It's also our, our, our dig back to the beginning of the episode, which, is, which are people behaving without... <laughs> in this, guess what happens? A cockroach colony, they don't do this. They don't, <laughs> right. they don't panic and, and rob from each other to survive. Nope. They just yeah. react to the threat and they try to exterminate the threat or move away from the threat, right? Yep. So it's like, you know, the, the, more, the, more of, the more capacity we want to have as a being, the more capacity we have for the bad stuff too. So totally. that's the trade-off. It's, it's great here and it, it fits in well with the episode. I for always sure. think of that when people look at, you know, any episode in, in history that's, you know, horrific, you know, the, from, from, you know, the, the most commonly referenced is like, you know, the, the Nazis in Germany in World okay, War II. Yeah. And, and people look at that as just this, this in unbelievable thing. How, how could these human beings, and, and, and if there's something, people seem to think like that's something that couldn't have happened anywhere, mm-hmm. any group of humans with the right circumstances and the right, you know, 
the right leader and the right, you know, everybody. Every human civilization on earth is capable of the most depraved shit in the, the you know, you have to have all the right things come together mm. to make it happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Didn't think I'd reference the Holocaust in this bug episode. Well, you know, you're talking about the Holocaust. I was, I was recently reading about the uh, Armenian genocide. That's not as that's not as sexy in the uh, in the news. No, no. But boy, that's because because nobody admits to it. Mm. Thanks, Turkey. Oof. Looking at you. That's a Erdogan. That's a tough one, man. <laughs> I mean, fucking. I mean, these bros were crucifying people late in the game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, the yeah. league. I thought the league moved past it. I thought we decided that with a competition committee, but it was a throwback. It was like you know. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like when they wear the old jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay, that's not nothing to laugh at, but that was a good joke. Um, yeah. So anyway, there was a note. I think um, somebody questioned in the uh, the Facebook page about what's up with the um, the sailor, the classic sailor going for the chocolates and the pantyhose. Um, oh, are you talking know. about in our Venezuela scene? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, those were things that were rationed in World War Two. Okay. That you know, I don't know, some kind of reference to that. Nice. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, um, Scully has to kind of get get a hold of things here. People are <laughs> freaking the hell out. There's a car accident. Um, there's essentially looting, which gets kicked off as a couple women go for the last can of Die Bug Die. Yeah, I believe is the brand that's name. Amazing. And the raisinette spill, and um, like a baby Ruth in a pool, people jump to conclusions. <laughs> and uh, that's a safe one. Freak, freak the f out. Yeah, absolutely. But um. Yeah, they're, we're all going to be bleeding from our nipples. Roaches are attacking people. They're spreading Ebola. Haven't you heard about the roaches devouring people whole? I mean, this is this is Darren Morgan having a blast, making fun of us. Bleeding from the nipples. <laughs> all right. What? Listen up. I'm Agent Dana Scully from the FBI. I'm assuring you, if you're in any danger, everything's going to be okay. Calm down. Be rational, right? And where the hell are those roadmaps? Oh, fuck. Yep. Roaches. Last can is mine, like you said. Back to Mulder. Post uh, post mind blowing bug introspection complete. They're having some whiskey yep. and uh, all their pieces out. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love the the post like <laughs> the introspection. It's just great. Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, like Mulder thinking he's gonna get these answers and he doesn't, so they just resort to a half of a whiskey. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Mulder says a little uh Greetings from planet Earth yes. to a random cockroach on the floor. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I like it. Back to back, uh, Bambi, Bambi Town. Back to Bambi House. No, uh, no uh, giant genitalia on this one. Nothing, nothing abnormal. <laughs> yep, cockroaches are common in this area at this time of year. It's one of the reasons I set my study up here. Yeah, sure. Then your spot gets blown up because your partner. You remember? You remember your partner, oh, Scully? Man, this is so good. She's in town, you know, trying to solve the crimes you have been calling her nonstop about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This town's insane, Mulder. Uh, Where are you? I'm in a convenience store on the outskirts of civilization. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, I may have a lead. He, you know, they talk about Dr. Rack, who is the alternative fuel researcher that went to see uh, Exterminator's death. Well, the fuel that he's researching is methane, methane derived from manure. Yep. That could be where these things are coming in from. Mm-hmm. It's got an import the facility license, by the could way. Be, yeah, and that facility could be ground zero. <laughs> well, let's go. Uh, if an alien's have, we're technologically advanced enough to build and send artificial legend robotic probes to the farthest reach of space. 
but then I've also been able to perfect the extraction of methane fuel from manure. You know what I kind of wanted right here? Hmm. I kind of wanted like a, a Star Wars um, Han Solo Leia moment when uh, she returns the, the line here and she just, I wanted her to say, <laughs> not now and hang up. Awesome. That would have been good. <laughs> just like, <laughs> God. Well, um, they're, uh, they're sitting closer and closer, these two. Getting pretty intimate. Bringing her to the scene. Mm-hmm. Bringing her to Why the not? scene. Well, you better but stay in. Oh, I'm going to make it safe. <laughs> yeah. I got gotcha. you. Well, be careful. I'm going to bring you. I'm going to bring you close to danger, but then I'm going to tell you to stay here, so you see how brave I yeah. am. I'm establishing. Um, I'm establishing my my value. I'm demonstrating value in the dentist system, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Yeah. Well, wait, baby. Uh, so um, Moses, well, I'm not so much worried about cockroaches. I'm about the human element. Got a good point here. He does. Hey, because Doc Ack is freaking the he, fuck he's out. He's fucking gonzo. <laughs> Oh man, he, there has to be a pre-existing condition, right? Gotta be. This isn't. This isn't all just bugs. <laughs> when he's looking through the blinds, his like face is tweaking out. <laughs> yeah, he has like facial muscle the, the spasms. Ticks, yeah, right. As he's yeah, looking yeah. through, and he, not good. Mm. They're uh, It's a cool me. little set here, mm. though. I kind of yeah, like that. Yeah, it's awesome. But um, <laughs> first in my house, now the motel. I came here to get away, but they're following me. You're not in danger. These insects won't harm you. I've seen them kill too, man. <laughs> he's out of his mind yeah <laughs> dude ah oh god we're we're so dumb <laughs> i love it you mean you mean humans yeah you know what i mean yeah. like that's yeah, the beauty yeah. of this whole thing we the royal exactly yeah like no 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 also stop with the gun thing because because mm, yeah. damn He's he's doing decent. Mulder does well in these situations. I mean, he reacts well under pressure. He's trying to talk him down, get him to lower his gun. Um, um, can I tell you? Uh, I laughed out loud while watching this uh, this episode when after the shot, Mulder gets up, not with the classic hands up, but with the like "what the fuck" hands up. <laughs> like, are you actually shooting a gun? <laughs> That's awesome. If you watch it again. At a cockroach uh, in a methane factory. Right, right. His hands come up, but like palms up, like, what the fuck? As he's putting his hands up. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I was thinking that's like the perfect thing in that moment, you know? And then he kind of yeah. goes to traditional hands up. He rotates his, his palms forward, but <laughs> it's just funny. They're following me. You are a paranoid and delusional schizo. Yeah. I'm going to lock you up. Boy. No offense. Scully's on scene. Dude. This is one of okay, dude. She cr- crushes this line. This is a big dick move. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. And this is like like the eye candy of Bambi is just utterly shredded by the badassery of Scully, and it becomes no contest for me. Like yep. this wide eyed ding dong. First of all, Fox. The way she mouths Fox. <laughs> fuck man, it is so funny. Gets out. Let me guess. Bambi. <laughs> but when she pulls the service pistol out, checks the magazine in front of her. <laughs> Dude. This is no place for an entomologist. It's, okay, here's where I'm utterly sexist and proud. If a guy did this to another guy, I'd be like, you fucking tool. You put that away, you pussy. The fuck? Right? 
Yeah. But now with a with a with a when it's a showdown with two women, I'm like, yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> it so works for me here. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, because if if a guy's doing it, you you interpret it as like a attempt to establish dominance. Here, correct. Maybe there's a little bit of that, but it's oh, also it, just straight up yeah. competence. Yeah. I mean, it is dominance for though, sure, too, isn't for it? For sure. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, you know. Uh, it's uh, not a I'm not being logical here. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. A little bit of that. I love that toxic masculinity coming off Scully. <laughs> <laughs> love that shit. Makes me want to throw a bag of Gillette razors uh, in the trash. It's not like it's cool. Like you could pull off a cool. Like what, what am I thinking? One of my favorite moments in The Sopranos. I'm going way back. Is the fucking there's a Russian dude on a boat and he's wearing like these white fucking dumb looking pants and this dumb floral shirt. And Tony's like, you know, banging his Russian girlfriend on the boat. They're getting off the boat and they're on the dock. And the guy's like, and he says something like, he's like, what do you expect when you, when you date Americans? Cause he's like being annoyed. He's like pissed at her and yelling. And then he goes, what do you fucking say? You know, when he would get like that and he like hard Tony Soprano charge walks him. And he jumps onto the boat. He goes, you got a fucking problem besides those pants? And I was like, <laughs> I like spit fucking pizza everywhere the first time I saw it. It was so funny. It was like, you know, dominance, but funny as shit, man. It worked. And that's why this is good because it's funny as shit. It's just funny. <laughs> she's racking the fucking, no, she doesn't rack him. Uh, she doesn't rack around no, him, but she just drops the yeah, bag, checks it, yeah, pops it back yeah, in. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> she's probably like I already have a round in there I can't rack it so I'm not going to eject a round but I need to look like you Correct. know badass if she were to rack to it and it. catch the round it'd be a little much you'd be like alright yeah. alright and then a circus <laughs> <laughs> just get a gay on with it yeah it just works yeah back um back inside with Doc Eck and Mulder Oof. not sure I don't like the way this is going I'm not sure Mulder's taking the right tact by talking in detail about different species of insects. I'm not sure that's what you want to do to the paranoid, uh, insect-fearing psychopath. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, like, let's get off bugs. Yeah, let's... Let's not talk about bugs. Let's talk about sunshine. God, <laughs> I mean, man. Yeah, the uh, Madagascar cockroach um, can whistle. <laughs> <laughs> How do I know you're not a cockroach? Yeah, no kidding. Well, once once somebody questions that, you're like, okay, there's not you're not talking to this person anymore. <laughs> you're not sure if I'm I'm a human or a cockroach. Did you know that a brown but, recluse spider could Oh my god, are they in here? <laughs> well I mean, perhaps though, I might be uh reading into it too much, but is that a another funny allusion to this whole theme of the episode when he's questioning, right? Doc Eck and his in his uh obvious insanity, but questioning whether Mulder is a human being or a cockroach? Sure. For sure. Shall I shall I visit the area up inside my ass slightly to extrapolate that theory to stretch it just a bit further? No, here? I'm into it. Let's do it. Cool. For sure. Right. But yeah. Just as human as you are, if not more so. <laughs> That's really funny, <laughs> by the way. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> God damn. But once again, hey, strike two in having your cell phone ring around when you probably should. <laughs> yep. Whoopsie. Sounds like a, that's either a cell phone ring or a Madagascar, Madagascarian sure. cockroach whistle. Could be. Either way, rips a shot. Dude, the bullet hits a little, uh, you know, gas valve or something. Yeah. It's methane everywhere, whatever. Going to go up and uh, yeah. they they run. Get down. It's kind of a kind of a little bit of an action movie, like yeah. 
die from the explosion. Sure, sure. Okay. It's fine. Sure. Kaboom. Yeah. Shit goes everywhere. And, uh, well, they uh, say something like crap or something. Yeah. Well, the the best is the, you know, Sheriff Frost Dude. finally shows back on scene. Hell yeah. Goes over a whole list of crazy things that happened, mm-hmm. but, you know, hey, there's been assault and batteries and this and that, accidents and whatever, but no roach attacks. So. Right. Right. Go home. You two look pooped. <laughs> nice. Nice. Nice work, frass. And then Ivanov and, um, I mean, is Bambi going to fuck this guy? <sighs> Smart is sexy. Mm, it's true. That, that guy's hanging some brain. He is. Got a hell of a brain on him. It is. But, um. Yeah, they, they hit it off over, uh, talk of insects and, and, uh, Planet of the Apes, I think. Yeah. Well, think about this way, Mulder. By the time there's another invasion of artificially intelligent, dung eating robotic probes from outer space, maybe their Uber children will have devised a way to save our planet. Scully, marry me. <laughs> Instead, I hate to say this, you smell bad. <laughs> or I never thought you'd say this, but you smell bad. Awesome. And then uh, and, uh, little another little you met you mentioned the paradigm shift and before you get into it the um, we're not used to the Mulder report at the end much more commonly sure. this is something we see from Scully right yeah yep again it's uh, Mulder typing away in our in our little rap here and he's talking about our cerebral cortex and how it could be or or is the greatest achievement in um, in evolution I believe is what he's saying here right yeah. And he says, um, big deal. I love that, by the way. (laughs) Despite the thrills and the pangs and the self-consciousness, it's often overruled by our instinct. React, don't reflect. Run, don't ruminate. Aren't you fancy with your words, with your fancy school of book learning words? Mm -hmm. I did go to Oxford. (laughs) Cheap dork. Bring it back to fire. But um, maybe we've gone as far as we can go, Josh. And maybe the next advance, whatever that may be, will be made by beings we create ourselves using our own tech. What? In 1990, what? Six? Ahead of its time, baby. God damn. Ahead of its time. Technology, life forms. How about we that? design, program, development, government, constructed by the rules of survival. How about that bug at the end, though, Ooh. on that, that plate? And you, do you like how whatever he's eating definitely looks like shit? Yeah. And by shit, I mean, I mean literally It's poop. supposed to look, it's yeah, it looks like a pile of feces. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of pl- a lot of playing with that. What a fucking episode! Um, what an episode! War of the Coprophages. Did I say coprophage? Um, I think coprophages. Yeah, means uh, poop eaters. Yeah, poop eaters. There you go. It's a fancy poop. way of saying it. Talking shit and eating poop. Coprophage sounds better for sure. Yeah, a coprophage. A coprophage. Fucking Italians. Well, you got any uh, any listener comments? Should we get? Yeah, to? Julie Coy. Well done, Ruthless Ruth. Good choice. Uh, Julie Coy, get some stickers in row. Yeah. Two smoke shows. Sorry, momentarily turning the easily offended reviewer with my air quotes. Go head to head for Mulder's attention. I was actually listening to the hilarious episode you guys did on fire earlier. Honestly, I was openly laughing on a train during rush hour after a stressful day at work, so thanks for that. But this got me thinking, how do you compare Scully's sibling-like annoyance over Phoebe Green with her response to Mulder's infatuation with Bambi? Well, interesting to see how you think their relationship has changed from one to three. Why well, didn't even think about that? Um, I think we covered the uh, the way she behaved, but um, yeah, the change yeah. in the relationship, that's a great point because this is going to be out of context a little in terms of we're going from the beginnings of two into a mid-season three, is it? I, I didn't even look at what number yeah, it says. Yeah, right. 12. So okay. almost dead, dead mid-season. 
Um, and I think, and, and Ben Pru would be a good person to answer this because he is a uh, acclaimed, self, self-proclaimed shipper. Ah. Um, and I think season three is really when that like fan movement like really picked up momentum. I'm sure people, you know, from the very beginning, there's obviously like a dynamic between them that fluctuates at times. But I think it had kind of um, really become a loud thing that the creators were kind of hearing back. So, so you see them start to play with that more, I think, as you get into season three. Um, and, and by play with it, yeah, they're writers, they're reacting to things, but um, I think that the relationship builds very credibly. Um, and, uh, you know, it's interesting here. It's, it's great to see that. I mean, for me, as, as, much, as, as much as I love both these characters and, and it is a sweet send-off, um, probably the best thing about season 11 to, to imagine a Mulder and Scully off together. To me, the, the build-up and them not being together was always better than whatever the payoff yeah, would be. Yeah, it's better you for know? the show. You know, the, the fact that they ultimately were, were professionals and, and even beyond that, the, the relationship and the friendship and the love that grew before they even bumped uglies, you know, that's, that's a good shit right there. Yep. But, um, <clears throat> let me drop one from, uh, let me drop one from, uh, uh, I don't, there's one I really want to read, but I don't know. There's some really very cool, a bunch awesome here. personal detail though, that I'm not sure if, uh, she wanted me to read it aloud, but, uh, so let me go with another one from, I'm back up here, Karen Mary. There you go. Um, I watched the episode a lot. At the end, they have Scully say, smart is sexy when Bambi and the doc roll off together. A nod at what people had started saying about Scully, um, for sure. I think uh, DD is great in this one. I love how he moves his fingers like an insect when he's being held at gunpoint in the dung plant. <laughs> Ruth Bales, did you pick this one to follow the host reboot so Josh and Dean could tell more poo stories? Oof. Come on, Karen. We're better than that. We're gonna we're gonna go with. Are we? <laughs> we're gonna go with uh, with feet, gross feet, God. and and gross bugs, and uh, and Holocaust analogies. So there you go. How's that? Good. How's that for showing you up with our classiness? <laughs> awesome. So, um, yeah. So there we go. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, baby. We we did that thing. Yeah. Um, so going forward with, um, with, um, listener comments, I'm thinking I, I didn't read them all truth be told. So I am a piece of shit for doing that. So I don't know what kind of personal detail you're talking about with somebody. My assumption is if they post in a Facebook group that they're okay with that being read online. But if you are listening to this, anybody, and you do post in the Facebook group and you don't want it shared, make sure you say you don't want that shared on the air. But my guess is if anybody's posting anything in a group, it's hard for me to say because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here with this particular yeah. one, but I'm going to assume it's cool. But um, but it was it was it was badass. It was about this episode being a cue to um to the uh, contributor learning that they're bisexual. Oh, okay. <laughs> and like, Jesus Christ! Read that story to me slowly and with don't a deep voice. <laughs> Put on some candles. What the fuck? Why are you Maybe denying me this? Why voice. are you denying me this, sir? What's wrong with you? It's very, very cool. All right. Well, now I mean, I'm going to go back and read the comments very carefully. <laughs> with the lights Yes. Off. Yes, that's for sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Very well, cool. And a very cool story to share. And yeah, I would say that going forward, I guess we will take it as credit that if you do post on future episodes, that's kind of like a, hey, you're cool with uh, us reading mm-hmm. this if it comes up. So Awesome. Um, and, not like, yeah, so, and not like, quote, the college years bisexual. 
Yeah, like real, like real straight deal. up. Okay, got it. Not like I kissed the girl and when I was a sophomore at fucking Bentley or wherever the fuck people go. For it wasn't at all about the intention of the twenty guys <laughs> that were watching. <laughs> Come on, you girls are smarter than that. All right, um, what I want to say about this for my final thoughts. I think this is a great fucking episode. I love it. That's pretty simple. Um, I think it's hilarious. I love, I love the idea of shit being at the four factor of this and and bullshit being a thing. The idea of maybe a lot of what Mulder thinks is crap. <laughs> like it's just too much. There's too much tongue in cheek hilarity to go around in this episode, and I just loved it. Um, I like the role switch between the two. I think it's funny for Mulder to get a taste of his own medicine. I like that Mulder's not right. Um, and it might just be logically explained all of it. And I think that's cool. Maybe not even in X-File, which is awesome. Um, and uh, I just dug it, man. This guy's slick. I like the way he writes. And uh, yeah. that's, uh, if I haven't sucked it off enough, I think I'm good here. I think I can guess, but you're waiting. Love it. Love it. I also love it. Um, not a lot to add to what you said and what we've talked about. I think, um, and this is a, a lot of episodes hold up very well, but I think the ones that hold up the absolute best are the ones that obviously don't rely on, you know, special effects. And to be honest, the ones that don't rely on real true horror beats because yep. this is a different era, you know, and, and the scary episodes like squeeze is scary. But if you go back and you're like, if you told somebody like, I'm going to show you an episode of TV, it's so fucking scary. Get ready for it. And you watch Squeeze, they'd be like, you know, nowadays after everything Correct. that we've seen. Correct. and You know, it's still a great episode of TV, but that stuff, it just doesn't hold up the, the same. That paradigm has shifted so much. But when you talk about being clever, mm-hmm. writing well, doing doing great stuff for these characters, you know, multiple layers of messaging, um, and, and, and a nice little touch of gross out factor, then boom, this, this is the one that yeah, really kind of crushes it. So, for sure. Um, and think about that too. That's a great point. Like mid nineties, a lot of storytelling was cynical, tending towards dark, right? To, to be tongue in cheek like this is bold. You know, it's, it's funny. now that I'm thinking about the lay of the land at the time this comes out, it's kind of cool, man. Um, yeah. Oh, and the bug moving across the screen, Mutado, uh, Ben's asking about, and we didn't talk about it. That was super meta. Oh yeah, that was like the fourth wall was broken, kind of in, in a great way. Like yeah. that—that's not a fox sauce. I—I I don't know specifically. I didn't find any note, notes on like you know whose idea that was, but I would bet money that was that was Morgan or 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 if not, be. then Carter. Yeah, you know, um, that was cool. it. T- it, t- it just—I mean—I think it it works perfectly in the episode. To be perfectly frank, because. Because of everything we've been saying about the episode thus far, it's almost like the perfect punctuation on the end of it. And if I say perfect again, I'm going to fucking punch myself in the dick. Let's do it. Let's do it. So that's all. Well, uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, congrats again to Ruth. Thank you one last time to everybody that participated in the quiz. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy those stickers on whatnot you'll be receiving. And uh, we will be back in uh, our next next time, two weeks, with Back to Season 2, jumping back to Blood, another uh, Morgan contribution here, this one uh, directed by David Nutter. Yes, sir. All right, we are going to get out of here, Josh. Tell these good people goodbye. Keep on crawling along, you dirty little shit-eating insect friends of mine.